boxed, ready for Saturday morning's Greyhound Racing Wrap. Across Victoria, RSN 927 is Talking Greyhounds. And good day from JT. Welcome to today's edition of Talking Greyhounds. Special program coming up. We've got some guests to introduce in just a moment. But firstly, Simone Fisher. Howdy, Simone. Good morning, John. How are you? Good, thank you. It's nice to be in the studio with some other people, which we'll introduce in just a moment. Uh, big news, of course, uh, this week of Tornado Tears. Just oh. continues to perform, smashed his own track record at Albion Park on Thursday night. Outstanding run again. And uh, to think that we perhaps haven't seen the best of this dog either, given that he's so young. Might be a bit scary what's coming up ahead of him. Oh, I think so. All right, <laughs> uh, let's uh, introduce our special guest to this edition of Talking Greyhounds. All Greyhounds, every Saturday across Victoria. RSN 927 is Talking Greyhounds. And Simone, I like it when we have people in the studio because uh, we get to talk to some wonderful people and what a lineup we've got today on Talking Greyhounds. One of the greatest footballers to put on the North Melbourne jumper, Brent Harvey, also GRV ambassador. Boomer, how are you, mate? I'm oh, very good. I don't mind that intro, so thank you very much. But uh, no, good to be in the uh, studio with the ladies and looking forward to the chat. And also, Simone, we're delighted to have uh, Vice Chair of uh, the GRV Board, uh, Peter Duncan uh, with us in studio. Welcome, Peter. How are you? Good, thanks, John. How are you? Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. A little warmer than when we last spoke out at Sandown. That, that is very true. Speed start was a bit nippy, so thank you for being in the studio today. That's great. Talking of speed stars, what about Tornado Tears on Thursday night up at uh, Albion Park? Look, I've got to tell you, this dog, I tipped this a while ago to people that if it can hold out because he's only a young dog... Um, I think he's going to be one of the best days we've ever seen and also I think he will outstrip Fantabale in the prize money. I'm, he's only running the distance, obviously, but he is a cracking champion. Well, I missed that tip, Also known Pete. as Batman. I missed that tip. tip. <laughs> Phone number? No. Phone's not working? I'll uh, text you next time, Okay, Boom. I hope so. Boomer, don't worry, it was $1.28 on okay. Thursday night. My, my $5 so each way wouldn't have uh, no. worried the odds there. We, we just look now now in awe. But uh, the thing is, Peter, he's such a young pup, only 27, 28 months of age. That's that's super training by Rob Britton. Yeah, 27 months of age. So obviously, yeah, he's a young dog. And Robbie Britton, obviously, is one of our top trainers and does an awesome job. And he's obviously got the kennel mate, Rip and Sam, mm. who's another really good dog. So all eyes on Tornado Tears, or Batman as he's called. So the Batman is back in Gotham City. <laughs> he sure uh, is. Simone, Brent's done a marvellous job as, a, as an ambassador for GRV. Certainly has. And, uh, Brent, I know we spoke six months ago and you were into the role then and uh, enjoying it. You've got a lot of other things going on as well. But I know you've had a lot to do with Greyhounds over the years being out at the Meadows. But how's the role been so far? Oh, it's been outstanding. I think my biggest thing when we started speaking to GRV was to bring that connection that family connection, and that was the, probably the biggest thing that I connected with. I've got three young children. Um, I've been out to the Meadows a lot of times before I was involved with GRV. You take your children down there, they've got the jumping castles, they've got everything, and it's, it's very similar to a football environment. Um, and people see football as playing on TV, but they don't see the hard work and the enjoyment that you get during the week. And I'm lucky enough that I played at a great football club in North Melbourne and still work there that... We do get the opportunity to take our children down to the football club and there's all the other kids around and it's a lot of fun. After a game, they're on the bikes with us, stretching with us. And then you go to the Meadows and I don't know if that connection was there with the families um, tying in together. So whenever I have a meeting or do some work 
with JRV. I actually take try to take the children whenever I can. Uh, usually it's a it's a big family night, so uh, the children are always excited about that. And um, I think I think it's been fantastic. I've absolutely loved the role. Um, we're in negotiations now for for another twelve months, hopefully, and um, with my management and. Look, I'd, going forward, I'd love to do a lot of work, and even if it's not an ambassador role, still be involved somewhere because I've really enjoyed it. I know Peter's um, sweating on this, aren't you, Peter? You're just hoping that it all comes together, that Brent is the ambassador again for another year, if not longer, um, hopefully not too long until we find out. Um, watch this space, as we say, but, yeah, we're really happy with Brent, and um, he's been great for us in, and for the racing side of our um, organisation and he has totally embraced it and got on board even came down to the Warnable Cup and and I've just got to say Boomer you've been really great for the industry because you're very approachable, people can come up to you at Trackside and so that makes it um, really good for us as well and yeah, I've been at Tracks when Boomer's kids have been there and they're loving loving it and face painting and all the rest of it going on need to get you in the seat soon Boomer, to get your face painted <laughs> yeah, not quite. Um, cover up my freckles you reckon Pete yeah, no, so we are actually working on um, getting Brent signed up again for another 12 months because it's been invaluable to us. And it was a no-brainer for us to pick Boomer because he's, you know, the game's record holder and he's a champion and we're dealing with champion athletes in our dogs. So it's just a perfect uh, synergy for us. You say that, Pete, just on the athlete. Can I just butt in yeah, for a sec? Yeah, sure. That, I've been lucky enough to go out and do a few photo shoots at the kennels and, and a few other little things like that. And absolutely blown away with the way the dogs get treated and yes AFL footballers are professional athletes I didn't see that side of the dogs I just thought yeah you train them and run what they eat the way they prepare and everything is something that everybody should go and do just for five minutes if they know someone or can get get in contact with someone to go down and have a look at it have a look at the kennel and it's unbelievable and I, I was fascinated I went and met Fanna Bale um, yes you did didn't yeah. give me too much by the way we got yes, the footy so out yes a typical athlete that gives you nothing yeah. you know temperamental I was but happy to smile know. for the camera yeah, and we got the right. footy out for some good photos <laughs> and absolute just wanted to sleep so uh, needed its rest clearly but um, yeah it's, it's really fascinating the way the dogs are, are treated and um, it, it was really good to see and I think that's um, coming from a trainer's perspective as well that is the biggest barrier and hurdle we have with the public perception and the fact that you can get out and you can promote this and talk about this to the wider community not just the greyhound community and um, your football people people that may not you know don't hold greyhound racing or racing for that in that respect, for any in any regard, um, the fact that you can get out and say that you've witnessed it firsthand, and I think that is even probably a bigger message that's getting sent because we see all the glitz and glamour at the track, we see the jumping castles, the kids having fun, we see the celebrities, and that's all part of the package. But I think the fact that you can get out and say, I've seen how these greyhounds are fed, how they're treated, how they're you know, we want them to do well. So it's to us, we can't understand why people think that you know, we do horrible things or, you know, things aren't up to speed and there's integrity issues and that because we actually want the best for the animal to get the best at the end of the day, just like a footballer. If you don't eat right, if you don't train right, you can't expect the results. Exactly right. And I've seen that firsthand, like I mentioned, and it was it was amazing. But you're, you're right, those those dogs, you see you see that part of it. They go to the track, they get out of the car, they, they run, then they're back in the car. And, and it has had a bad rap for a, for a few years. And you speak to people and I starting to hear a few little things and the way the industry looks like it's changing and, and that's my message just to to be involved with it have a look from a from afar and have your judgment but find out 
the real information, First-hand. and it's it's fantastic to be at the track most of You meet some really good people through there as well. You go up to the Meadows, great facility, overlook the, the, the track on top of the glass, beautiful food, a mm. couple of quiet beers if you if you want one. Um, it's a great night, like I said, for the family, but more importantly, the way the dogs are treated like professional athletes. Yeah, they sure are, and Peter, you know yourself because you've been involved with Greyhound as well in that grassroots level. It's yeah. just not about you know, putting a lead and collar on and throwing them in a race. That's right, Simone. I've been involved in greyhounds for a long time, even going off to Olympic Park on a Monday night, (laughs) showing my age there. (laughs) No comment. We'll just keep going. Um, No, but I think that's right. I think Brent's right. We've had a massive period of reform in the industry, and we're past that now. We are definitely – it's all about integrity and welfare for the dogs – and I just, it amazes me with the public sometimes how they think those dogs can get on track and run and be the athletes they are. It's just like football. You know, you're not going to be unprepared before game day. So the dogs are treated amazingly. In fact, I wish I was living in a kennel because they're just getting treated better than me. Um, sleep and, sleep and all day. Thing, which I really that, would like to thing. say, and I know I'm preaching to the converted in your listening group, is... All of our trainers and our owners and the rearers and everyone in the industry, they love their dogs. Mm. So I think people need to understand that, that they mm. do love their dogs and they do look after them and they are high-performance athletes at the moment. Then they run from the track to the couch, you know, after their racing career. So um, it's a full life cycle for the dog. Obviously, our greyhound adoption program is really important to us. And there's greyhounds everywhere now. It's sort of the dog of, in the moment of choice. But they are beautiful, beautiful animals. So I just really want to get that message through that the welfare of the dog is paramount. And trainers know that to get the best performance. And we've all been to the Gap Cafe too, which has been a terrific innovation. Had a, a nice peppermint tea there that afternoon, Peter. And Brent, you've been there too. And by all accounts, it's uh, going very well. Yeah, we decided that we needed a city-based location where you could come in, bring your dog in, whether it's a greyhound or not a greyhound, have a coffee and also meet greyhounds with the potential of um, adopting. We all have iPads in the shop as well, so you can look at what's available up at our Seymour facility. And it's just been amazing, the response by the community. Every day there's a greyhound in there. We roster people in and out with either dogs coming down from Seymour that are available for adoption or we have half the GRV staff have adopted greyhounds, so they bring them in. Um, I've been down there quite a few times with my dog, just so people can see these beautiful animals and consider them as the pet of choice for their family. Have you adopted one yet, Brent? I haven't yet, no. Um, <laughs> Not that might far be away, a little bit. I've got to get myself a greyhound first before I do uh, the adoption part. But just on the cafe, I met Peter down there not too long ago and walked in and... I thought this is a little bit different because I didn't know what I was going into. Seen a couple of greyhounds there. Then Peter gave me a quick little tour and it was, you know, the back part of it was all decked out so the dogs are comfortable and it was, it's a great idea. Whoever first thought of the idea, fantastic idea and, uh, it was Peter's shout. So I had a nice hot chocolate and a little muffin. It was beautiful. <laughs> Very good. And didn't come out with the dog. So that was, um, no, probably. No, <laughs> I, I just, did try. I, I did try. <laughs> my, my first part was going look at the cafe and then the second part, next time I'm there, Pete, we'll have a look at a dog. Yeah, we might I'm have sure to talk to Shane yeah. the kids. <laughs> if I bring me three children with me, they'll all end up walking out with one each. So, uh, I, I don't think I'll, I'll leave them at home, I think. But you're looking at getting into a syndicate, aren't you, with some mates at the moment? I am. I know a few of the North Melbourne boys have got a syndicate. So I'm going to stay away from the North Melbourne boys. I'm playing some local football at the minute at North Heidelberg. So I've been talking to those boys, and uh, they're always up for up for grabs and, and want something as well. So um, I'm hoping that Pete and the and the guys at the GRV can steer me in the right direction. 
not give me the bum steer, but give me a nice little one. And we want to get a pup so we can name it and do it all from the from the start. But um, we have got about four or five mates that are very keen. So looking forward to that. Well, we've actually got um, a pup that's for sale at the moment. It's um, okay, a, let's talk. It's a, a niece of Fanta Bale. So oh, okay. we can, we can always talk later. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> see, there, there's the sales pitch, Boomer. You'll, you'll become the Ricky Ponting of football. He, he, he calls all these grounds after... Uh, after his exploits on the cricket field, yeah. whether it's first innings or his highest scores, so he might be Boomer and your and your, the, your games record yeah. or Boomer twenty nine. Yeah, Plenty of names do, there. We do something like that. Absolutely. <laughs> no, Not sure the other boys will be happy with that. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you, you usurped them, mate. That's, that's that's the ticket. We'll take a break here on Talking Greyhounds on RSN nine two seven. Our special edition. Love your doggies, the Greyhound Leader. RSN nine two seven. What's making news around the kennels? And welcome back to our special edition of Talking Greyhounds this Saturday. We have special guests in the studio, which we always love. Simone, one of the greatest to put on a football jumper here in the AFL. Boomer Harvey, of course, GM. GRV Ambassador, Deputy Chair of the GRV Board, Peter Duncan, JT, and also Simone Fisher. Now, Simone, I, I know we're going to put Peter on, on, the, on the spot here, and I think we'll get some information, but there's some exciting news coming up with regard to GRV in the future, I hear, Peter. There is. I can't give you too much, but what I can say is No one's that, listening. It's just, just No, it's just all. amongst friends, I know. Um, <laughs> I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you and half of the listening um, audience out there. Uh, we are going to launch a refreshed GRV branding at the Nationals, ah. which are coming up in August. I can't give you too much information, but I can say that we are very proud of Victorian Greyhound Racing and our entire community involved in that. So there could be a bit of a V in there, the big V, just to really make it stand out. So... That's all I can really say. So watch this space when the Nationals rolls around in August. Well, they aren't far away, Peter, like we said in August. And um, there's been a revamped Nationals concept this year, hasn't there? It was getting a bit tired. It was getting a bit weary having heats and finals in all the states. I remember I remember when Northern, Northern Territory were actually in the Nationals as well, and then they dropped out. And it's sort of been all over the place. And then Greyhounds have had a lot of time off in between their heats and finals and coming to Victoria. But now it's... It's all becoming more in line. I think the states are running their heats and finals at the same time prior to the nationals. So what can we expect at the nationals this year? Well, obviously the nationals will be at Sandown this year. It's Victoria's uh, turn to host and it rotates to every state every year. Um, and Sandown are hosting it. They haven't hosted since 2007. And last time it was in Melbourne, the Meadows hosted in 2013. So we've got a fantastic week planned. It's really sand down running this and we're on the sideline a little bit, which is okay. And obviously all the best dogs in Australia will be down here for the Nationals on the Friday night. Um, we also have some guests coming along. Ricky Ponting will be there. As we know, he's a big greyhound fan and owner. We've also got Wayne Carey, who's going to be there as well, just to be another sportsman and his connection with greyhounds, obviously, when he grew up. Very North Melbourne feel about this, Peter. It's it very shit yeah. feel. Am I invited as well? You don't need me that the big guys say, are there now. No, he'll he'll be there. We're hoping this contract comes through and Brent yes, may no, be there Brent as well. Yes, no, Brent will be there. Um, and we've also, just to throw a little 
left of field thing, we've got George Columbaris, who's also going to be in attendance. I'm not sure what he's doing, but so we've got a star-studded lineup there. Mm. And as I said, Ricky and Wayne, obviously, and Brent know about greyhounds and have been involved. So that will be fantastic. One of the highlights, though, I did want to talk to you about, Simone, is for the first time ever, uh, Greyhound Racing Victoria out of our integrity unit are putting on an international integrity symposium, which will be on the 22nd and 23rd of August. We are selling tickets to people, but obviously it's for those interested in integrity in sport. It's not just about racing. It covers the whole gamut in terms of athletes, AFL, those sorts of things. Um, and we've got international speakers coming. Again, I can't reveal who they are just yet, but tickets will go online for sale probably next week. So just keep an eye out for that on the GRV website. Um, but it will be um, an international focus with speakers and guests coming from within Australia and overseas. So we're really proud of that. Well, Victorian racing and greyhound racing are the leaders in integrity, there's no doubt. Brent, is it the same for um, sport? Do you feel that the AFL are like the high up on the ladder there with integrity? Yeah, well, they've made a lot of changes in recent years with no mobile phones in the change rooms. It's, all, it's probably based around betting uh, more with the AFL, but I think sport in general has taken a... I mean, the Australian cricket team of, of late. Um, there's a few other things going on in the world around that with with and it's all based on betting so i, I think we're i think australia's um probably well advanced in, in the integrity side of things and certainly the afl which is my industry that i still work in um have taken it to another level so i, I think it's important that we continue down that down that path and it's it's great to see that grv are showing this initiative and um and putting a big show on for everybody not only uh racing but but you know sport in general so uh, a great initiative and why is it Victoria that's doing this, Peter? Why is it happening now? Um, who's going to benefit from this, the rest of Australia, the rest of the world? Can you give us any more details on that? Yeah, we just thought that it was a great opportunity when, with the Nationals being in Melbourne that we could take a lead here nationally and internationally, particularly in the Greyhound community, Australia-wide and New Zealand. So our Head of Integrity has came up with the idea and it's just going to be phenomenal. It's As I said, it's not just about racing. It's about um, any sort of sport where there's an integrity component. And there's people coming, guest speakers coming from Ireland, Monaco. Like it's, it's going to be something uh, extraordinary, I think. And again, we just are taking a leadership role in the industry um, because we obviously care about our industry and want to showcase that our integrity unit is one of the best in Australia. Mm. There's no doubt there, John. I'm sure you've got some Absolutely. Some well, there. Simone, well, Simone and I many times on the show have said how far Victoria is in advance of any other state with regard to what we've done. Alan Clayton, Bernie Carolyn, yourself, Peter, and your board members have done a fantastic job, and we are now we are now the shining light for all the other states to go through because it's built on two cornerstones, animal welfare and integrity. They are not negotiables, in my opinion, and this is very important for other jurisdictions to also take take that on board and sh and follow our lead. I think that's right John I think we've come past the uh, reform process really really well in Victoria Correct. and we've been lucky to have someone like Alan that just has come in boots and all and we are exactly the same we will not compromise on integrity or welfare 
we just won't. The industry, I have to say, it's been a lot of change for them in terms of coming up to new standards and those sorts of things. We've got the code of practice coming in next year, but they have responded so well. I'm really proud of that, mm. that the participants have just got on board and said, this is what it is now. Um, and we've moved forward. So we don't look in the past anymore. We just look to the future. And and also we try to help the other states because we need a strong national industry Correct. to survive. And so we do help the other states, but we have been fortunate enough to have the funds, but also a great management team, Alan, the board, that have really just come in and said, we're passionate. We're going to make sure that everything we do is spot on. We've brought the industry along. The industry have been fantastic. They haven't um, kicked up a stink in terms of, well, I'm out of here. So we've got a sustainable industry now. So we just look forward. What's the next thing we can do to still be the market leader in Australia Mm -hmm. whilst helping those other states if they want us to help? So the Integrity Symposium is really a showcase from our team at GRV, headed up by Shane Gillard, around the fact that we are really up here now, like... Mm -hmm. We won't compromise on that, and it's really um, helping the industry plus other industries around integrity because we've been through that massive reform and change. Quite right, um, Peter and Simone, you'd agree. Basically, the hard work's been done. The the, the the template is there to be followed by other states. It sure is, and I think, John, um, you know, like Brent mentioned, with betting, like we've always had betting in racing. Betting mm. in sport hasn't been around as long. So there's always going to be those, um, you know, people that are trying to get an edge here and there, more so with the betting. Peter, I think um, with the participants, the amount of swabs that we're doing, I, I think it doesn't seem now you cannot get away with anything. And I noticed they're taking hair samples as well from Greyhounds at Sandown, um, hair analysis as well as urine and also blood if they can't get the urine sample. So I think the industry is very clean as far as racing goes. Um, the betting, of course, is always going to be there, betting in sport, betting in racing. But the industry is very clean. Trainers, it is easier to win a $5,000 race at Sandown than to try and make that money on the punt. And I think a lot of these swabs that do, or dogs that return positive swabs, it's been an error of judgment. Perhaps a dog has had an, a drug in its body that hasn't cleared out in the withholding guidelines. Or just... Just um, inadvertently, you know, a, a trainer has a dog's returned a positive swab. So I think with integrity in racing and betting, they can sort of probably be two different things even mm. though they cross over because the money coming from betting is one thing and um, we just want to put out a good product which, you know, needs to have that integrity hu- upheld as well. And the main thing for us is we now know that if you come to one of any of our 13 tracks in Victoria – you're coming to something that's clean, it's fair and equitable across the board, so every dog has a chance, no matter what grade they're in, um, from your Group 1 dogs down to your Group 5s, everyone, it's clean and across the board. So when you are betting on those races as well, that it's a clean sport. And it's also for our families that come, they don't want to come to something that they think might not be above board. So we've done a lot of work, as I said, in the integrity and welfare side to make sure that you have comfort when you come to one of our tracks, Mm. that what you're seeing is um, the pure product, let's say, of a a, a dog that's racing. Mm. So that's really been our goal and we're there now. And as I said, um, the swabs have increased and it's the 0.05 deterrent, we call it. 
you know so we're really proud of that again our industry has just jumped on board and uh they've been amazing and i know i keep going on about it but there's been a lot of change they've had to go through and whilst it's some of it has been a bit sort of we used to do it this way they have absolutely jumped on board and really just um, embraced the new grv and the new greyhound racing and this is how it will be Mm. And that's and that's fantastic that uh, that that's happened. Uh, before we wrap it up, Boomer, of course, um, Essendon went through a similar situation for the AFL, and it's a similar situation what the Greyhounds have been through. But the AFL have taken that on board, and that that experience has, has been noted. And now we've got a new code as well in the AFL. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, Peter made a really good point about um, people wanting to go to the track and just see something that's pure. Mm. Um, I think the AFL fans are exactly the same. Correct. And there is an abundance of work that gets done behind the scenes that nobody would know about. Yeah. So this the seminar peak coming up would be fascinating for just a local punter to come and, and listen to because you'll learn so much. There is so much work that gets put in behind the scenes that not one person would even think about. They just Again, they just see the end result, the dog run, the football or play. They don't see everything else that happens in between the training part and, and the playing part. So, uh, again, great initiative. Um, and, again, the, the paths cross, aren't they? AFL football and, uh, and Greyhound, Greyhound racing in general. And I just wanted to say, Brent, um, with all this, it must, you are very passionate about your role when you've been out at the track. And it must give you a lot of satisfaction and confidence knowing that you're promoting a product and a brand and a, an industry that has got all this backed up, that um, you can go out there knowing that you're promoting something that um, is clean yeah, underneath. You're spot on. You know, you never want to put your name to something that's uh, a little bit left field or there's a chance that something could happen. So your reputation's on the line as well. As, well mine is for you know being the ambassador of the uh, GRV. So uh, I've, got, I've got absolutely nothing to worry about. As soon as we spoke about it, I was more than happy to, to jump on board again, make that... Um, the tie between football and, and family and, and, and greyhound racing. So um, I've loved every minute of it. Nothing to worry about from, from my end and um, look forward to, to working with them in the future. It's a great endorsement, isn't it? It's fantastic. And mm. I think, you know, from the GRV perspective, all I can say is we love the dogs and the thrill of racing. So to have someone like Brent with us as a partner, it's just been really great for us. Hey, guys, that 30 minutes flown. goes quick, doesn't it? It does. Boomer, thank you very much. Good luck today. Who are you playing? Uh, we play Whittlesey. Can you win? Absolutely, we can. Thanks for coming in. Thank Peter you. Duncan, Chair, Vice Chair of uh, GRV Board, thank you for coming in so early. Thanks, John. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. It's the expert pick, Simone's Run of the Week. All righty, Simone, before we wrap the show up, Run of the Week... Well, Tornado Tears just picks himself yet again, doesn't he, John? But Mapunga Blazer, that 29.38 run at Sandown on Thursday night, after his return to racing, he had about five months off. I think it uh, deserves to be run of the week. That's great news for Jeff Britton. It's evidently been trialling really, really well in quick time, and uh, let's hope he can get back to that uh, that group status. Dogs to follow? Well, last week's dog to follow, So It Goes, is engaged tonight in a 600-metre race at the Meadows, race 11, number two. And my dog to follow this week is Aston Cometo, an outstanding debut run at the Meadows on Wednesday. Uh, he was last out and first home and ran home in a very impressive 11.93. So that's sort of free-for-all time that dogs mm. run home in. He's bred to stay, so no doubt uh, 
by that run, he will be looking towards 700 in the near future. What about a best bet for our listeners? Restricted win final tonight. Race two, number two, Fabrico at the Meadows. He's won four out of his last five. A last start winner at Bendigo. Can be a little bit tardy early, but a very talented chaser. What's coming up this week in Greyhound Racing, Simone? Uh, we've got the Sylvester Doyle Puppy Championship, which concludes tomorrow at Lang Lang. Heats of the Winter Cup at Albion Park on Thursday night. Uh, Bendigo Cups on Heats on Sunday the 1st of July and also the McKenna Memorial Heats aren't far away either. Yeah, some good racing uh, coming up. Ripper show today, Simone. Really enjoyed it. I did too. It was great. Great when you've got good uh, guests to work with and uh, people that are very knowledgeable and articulate. Makes it easy. And passionate about the sport. That's the key word, isn't it? They are. Uh, you enjoy your trip to London. Don't worry. We'll just keep uh, pedalling along here. Don't worry about us. I expect a postcard. Okay. <laughs> where, where would you like me to send it from? Uh, Scotland or yeah, England or well, Wales? Uh, just surprise me. Okay. Surprise me. Have a lovely trip. Thank you. In the meantime, we'll keep our tails wagging, won't we? Short break coming up here on RSN 927. The other side, the dynamic duo will join me and look at a big card of trotting action tonight at Tap Corp Park, Melton. We'll be uploading the best of today's Talking Greyhounds to rsn.net.au.